It's my favorite song, George. Hello and welcome to another episode, or the first episode actually, uh, of the World Trader Podcast in the year 2023. My name is Wandelia Sishi. And I'm George Meany. And boy, do we have something interesting for you guys today. But before we get into that, in fact, rather, maybe George, what are we going to be talking about today? And then we'll get into, you know. Not Happy New Year. I want a Happy New Year. You haven't Happy New Year all year. It's the first time. No, man. It's already the, what, like something teen <laughs> of 17th. January. January. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, at what point do we stop saying Happy New Year at Valentine's Day? Uh, I don't know. There's, there's no rules, but you have to, you know. You no, there to, is a rule. What's the rule? What's the rule? <laughs> After the 1st of January, no more Happy New Year. Okay. Well, <laughs> Happy New Year. I said it. <laughs> Are you I one of those people it. that forwards Happy New Year messages to everybody? I'm actually not. I don't, no, I don't prefer to do it, like, via text. I prefer... No, I don't like do. An like if I see a generic Happy New Year message that yeah. I can see has been forwarded to everybody in their cat, yeah, I don't respond. And WhatsApp now like says forwarded. If you do forward a message, it actually like tells like a number you. of times. Exactly. Yeah, no, I don't do. I don't do those. Like, no, Happy New Year should end on the first of January. <laughs> That's it. Just Second of January is it's already twenty. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Wendy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Finally, <laughs> what are we talking about today? I don't know. Uh, so we kick starting the year with Formula One, Formula E. I thought maybe it might be a nice opportunity for us to really unpack predictions for the year. And we'll be at the Formula E this year, so maybe you know, yep. kind of unpack a little bit of that as well. Can't wait. I might uh, might might be able to get to meet the drivers. So oh, really, yep, um, nice. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, no, I'm gonna be in your bag, so. You know, we will get to meet the drivers. <laughs> Since when are you switching from the loud, noisy Formula One cars to Formula E? I like motorsport, so okay. I, I'm not really. Right, fair enough. You know, I'm not too, too it seems too like the Formula E cars have changed, though. Yeah, They're looking more like Formula One cars. Yeah. Mm. So they changed the cars this year. The it's officially the Gen Three cars, which we will be seeing later <laughs> on. Um, they look fast. They look really fast. So the more dynamic, they faster. So. You know, around the, the the streets of Cape Town, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what entertainment they'll be able to offer us. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it stays for a while. Then we'll just be talking about what cars you can afford in 2023. Car prices have gone up for the last few years and, you know, the numbers have changed slightly. Um, then some new cars, some really interesting cars coming in 2023. And lastly, we'll just be reviewing some of our predictions from last year. Because awesome. every year we do predictions. So we'll be wrong, you know, we'll see. So uh, before we get going, I want to... Um Give a shout out to, you know, Wendy and I always sit here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we face the cameras, got Sometimes. the headphones on, got yeah. the mics on. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> the unsung heroes are actually in that uh, in that um, studio yeah, our producers. cockpit yeah. over there. And, uh, and that's uh, Reno and Chiara. Yeah. And without them, I don't think we'd be able to just sit down and start like this. 100%. We just arrive. They do everything. Exactly. Uh, we just, you know, sometimes talk a little bit. As well as our designers, you know. We have a, a fantastic design team, which, you know, edits and do everything. But it is definitely a team effort, and we're looking forward to, you know, 23. better shows this year. Awesome. So, Motorsports, any predictions this year? Um, I'm, this is going to sound very, very weird. Um, I'm on the fence between supporting one of three teams. Three teams this time. Mm. Okay. So... I've been a Ferrari fan since the beginning of Formula One in my own lifetime. Yeah. I've been an absolute Ferrari fan. So I've been so, I've been so disappointed in Ferrari, to be honest, mm-hmm. that um, I'm not confident that they have their strategic brain buttoned down, even with, you know, uh, what's his name that left? 
Benotto. Benotto. Yeah, yeah. You know, so how long is it going to take for the new guy to really make a difference? Year, two, three years? I think it's going to take a while. Look, he's been in the in the ecosystem of Ferrari for you know as long as time. I mean, I think he was Ch- Charles's manager at one point, if not still. Um, but you know, he doesn't know the inner workings of that team. Mm. It's, it's going to take a few years before he's. he's so my di- my dilemma is as follows: I like Red Bull, yeah, um, just because of their scrappy, almost like startup type yeah, nature, yeah. and they and bare knuckle, bare knuckle winning, dirty, like yeah. yeah, down in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. My challenge with Red Bull is that they're not a car manufacturer, mm. Mm. so therefore that leaves Mercedes Benz, mm. and and one of the reasons I'm on the fence about not support supporting Red Bull and rather supporting Mercedes-Benz this year is because Mercedes is made in South Africa. Mm. Well, a lot of the Mercedes of them, yeah. are, are made in South Africa, not all of them. Are made in, are assembled in South Africa. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas Ferrari's not. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know. I'll let you know by the time the season starts, which... It's uh, testing. I mean, it is kind of early uh, to do predictions. No, um, no, it's, it's, it's not based on who's going to win. It's, yeah. it's really just based on if not Ferrari, who. Mm. You know, because I've got once I make uh, once I make this switch, I've got to got to stick to it for like for the know. next few. Yeah, I, yeah. Need to, I need to troll you on whatever you choose. So <laughs> I agree with that. I mean, I'm still going to be supporting um, Mercedes. Uh, James is leaving, so one of our main strategists are leaving the team. So it's going to be it's going to Williams. So you know, there's going to be some changes across the grid, plus new cars. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a new season. I think it's going to be hard to kind of pin who's going to win until we do see them in testing in, in the end of February. So I, I think Daniel Ricciardo is going to be quite good for Red Bull's test driver. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he's going to be good because he knows the team, he knows the car. I mean, the car would have changed over time, but it, it, yeah. surely he, he'd have some sort of... Uh, you think he won't bring any drama? Like, you think he's not going to come and kind of shake things up there? How? You know, maybe... He's a test driver. Yeah, but... I think he's still got it in him. I think he still has that dog in yeah, him. Yeah, but I mean, unless he's unless he's on the grid, he's not going to be able to do anything. Perez's seat is, is warm. It's warm. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I don't. Think th- I, I think I think Ricardo is probably better than Perez, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I think Ricardo deserves that seat back. Yeah. Um, but you know, Ricardo can't do anything unless Red Bull say okay. Hundred percent. You know, so I, I mean, I'm not hoping for a crash for anybody, but uh, if for any reason Perez is not in a race, mm. Ricardo will be there. Hundred percent. Then Formula E. So we kind of uh, jumped into that a little bit. So Formula E is finally in South Africa, and we're going to finally be getting to see a FIA-sanctioned race, uh, really since like 1993. In South what, Africa. what are we on? We're on the um, we're on the fifth uh, fifth race, eh? Fifth race on the 25th of February. Um, so we might be recording a podcast there. Um, so look out for that as well as just on the grid. You know, George might be meeting some cool people. I'll be in his bag also <laughs> trying to meet some cool Well, hopefully I can get to meet the drivers. <laughs> I mean, uh, these people are cooler than, uh, cooler than cool. So, yeah, uh, yeah we're in, uh, we're round number five, looks nice. like it. Yeah, yeah, round number five in Cape Town um, in February. Yep. So the first race has already happened and we already have the first winner. His name is Jake, Jake Dennis. Um, for I think it's Avalanche and Dretti uh, who's won so we'll be following that and I think maybe we'll start sneaking in some Formula E here and there in, in the shows and, and, and seeing how yeah, I don't think it's a bad goes. idea I mean uh, I, I, I don't I don't know if this will ever replace Formula 1 mm-hmm. um, unless unless internal combustion engines at some point get absolutely banned yeah but then this might become Formula 1 100% yeah you know 
It could be. It could be. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I honestly, I'm gonna say it on the record for the first time ever. Biofuels, I think, have have a future in the world. You think? I really do. Did you see that new uh, car that uh, was on biofuel? Well, um, I, was, I, 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 I mean, I'm talking at the top of my head. I didn't even prepare for this one, but yeah. uh, but there's this car I think made in Dubai or, uh, or somewhere, okay, somewhere like you know up there, um, that has a, a engine that's literally um, like twenty kilos. Okay, really, it's, really small. Yeah, it's like it's not big. Yeah, and 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 what they found was the trick isn't to create a piston. That moves in one direction, turning a crankshaft to change the direction to then move through a gearbox, through prop shafts, through CV joints. Yeah. It's this 20 kilogram engine, which piston moves laterally. Okay. And all that the piston does is charge the battery to run the electric motor. Ah. So, and it runs on biofuel. I was about to say, so what's what's it actually running? That, I think, is potentially what you're talking about. So you're charging, it's almost like, a, I guess, the i3, the REX, where you have a generator um, that's going to be charging the electric yes. engine. Yes. But you're saying the fuel shouldn't be like... Well, the fuel can't be ice, ice fuel. That's, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's literally a hybrid and, you know, it's not getting away from fossil fuels. So, so this runs on biofuel. Um, because the piston runs laterally, doesn't, it literally... It, it it operates as a as a, a, a um, an isolated entity, yeah. And all it does is charge the batteries. Nice. That's I haven't it. seen this. Uh, where do they put the engine in the front? In the, the front. Well, I mean, this thing looks like a little bit of a spider, but okay. um, you know, it's and uh, it's effectively then got unlimited range. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. because you just got a fuel tank, what, normal fifty liters, pull that up, biofuel. Time. And um, you have all the charge energy. batteries. You can also then charge batteries from outside. Yeah, plug-in hybrid type scenario. Yeah, there's unlimited possibility with that kind of situation, especially with the like an engine that's almost like an electric motor. It's got one moving part, and that's a piston. Yeah, that's in one direction. Yeah, yeah, it's efficient as well. That's ultimately what they they try to do there. Moving on, so it's a brand new year. Last year, the biggest thing that was every single month, um, car prices seem to be going up and up and up and up and up. Um, but now we're entering the new year, and I think it's important to kind of spotlight what can you afford now, and you know, in the beginning of the year. Um, so you always say that what you should spend no more than twenty percent, ten percent of your salary on on a new car. Yeah, I mean, uh, like most housing affordability calculations are no more than one third. So I would say, you know, no more than half of that on your car, Mm. maybe 15, 20%. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's that's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. So if you split, if you're making 20,000 rand, for instance, per month, you're saying no more than about 4,000 rand. You should be. Paying on an installment. An installment, correct. Yeah. Um, but there are three things, other additional things that you must take into consideration. So that's the installments, obviously, as you just mentioned. The insurance premiums as well as the fuel costs. Um, and I, I made that mistake very, very quickly. <laughs> when I got my car, I forgot about the fuel price um, and how that's changed. So I've had to kind of readjust things. But make sure you don't make the same mistake that I did. Um, and there's lots of articles online which kind of give you a range of what you can afford. Um and maybe we can just speak to five price points, um, what you can be kind of be looking at, and and you know take from there. So maybe fourteen to seventeen thousand rand. 
Do you want to go through the list or should I just run through it? Yeah, I'll run through the list. Why not? So if you're earning a little bit less than 20,000 Rand Suzuki Espresso uh, or the Quid, which are both 180,000 Rand. If you're earning 20,000 Rand Suzuki Swift or the Picanto Starts, which are both also under 210,000 Rand. But if you're making a little bit more, for instance, the Port Ranger, which is South Africa, one of South Africa's most popular cars, the new one, you have to be earning around 85,000 Rand for that one. So for a new one, at least. Uh, so take in consideration. And last but not least, if you want a supercar, please be making around 100,000 Rand um, to kind of play around in the affordability range. But these are all new cars. There's obviously the used cars, which are what we're always going to kind of punt. Um, so yeah, always come to Auto Trader and see. There's lots of great deals there um, for you anyway. So new cars coming in 2023. Is there any new car that you have seen that you're excited about? Um, no, I'm more excited about the principle of uh you know moving away from ice vehicles yeah and um and 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 the faster we do that in south africa the the the, the better as a matter of fact we need, you know we first need to sort out the um did the, you know lo- the load shedding issue did you know what happened in escom recently no. what so the president um had an emergency meeting i think it was at the davos conference uh somewhere i think it was in dubai or something overseas but he had to come back because obviously we have a crisis of electricity yeah where he was meeting up with some stakeholders from different parties, from different businesses, just to kind of discuss and some of the politicians and kind of discuss what we're going to do about the crisis. The meeting was cancelled. Do you know why it was cancelled? Because 40% of the people who were supposed to attend couldn't get on because of load shedding. <laughs> so, so this crisis, is, you know, it's, 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 it's really impacting everyone. And, it impacts and, and every I don't area know what we're going to do. I mean, yeah. I can't even make phone calls because yeah. the networks are just uh, falling apart yeah. when there's load shedding. When there's not load shedding, they don't. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, something something different has to happen. That's For my sure. opinion. It's it's not... Uh, is you you got to ask yourself, is ESCOM fixable? Or should we just, you know, open the grid to uh, third-party so suppliers, yeah. you know, um, to to provide power, you know. Um, but we'll see because um, I believe there's some big court cases coming. I did see that. Um, a consortium of different people trying to – was it businesses? Businesses and politicians just doing ESCOM. Uh, I did see that. So, so, you know, hopefully that actually just creates change because that's the main thing we need. So because, the, well, talking about new cars is – um, we need the uh, we need we need charging. Uh, well, besides no, we've got charging infrastructure. Yeah. We need power generation in order okay. to charge EVs. Uh, yeah, you know, and uh, and how are we going to do that if uh, if ESCOM starts to degrade even more? Hundred um, percent. And actually, the first car on the list is. So I've, I've kind of spotlighted some of these vehicles. These are some of the most exciting vehicles, and I want you to kind of get a. A first response. I want to get your initial response to them. So the first one is the Audi Q8 e-tron. No. No? Beautiful car. Wrong category. I mean, it's stunning. Look at it. Yeah, it's stunning. Can 90% of the population afford that? No. No, of exactly. course not. Wrong but, car. But, I mean, okay. Fair enough. I mean, that's that's fair. <laughs> I didn't think about them. They, they are coming in two different sort of body shapes, so it's going to be a sportback and the more traditional sort of SUV. Is it under a million rand? No, it's not going to be under a million mm. rand. Um, is it under 1.5? Well, um, we're waiting for the pricing. What's the magic number? 500,000 Rand. We know this. 500, so unless that's 500,000 Rand, doesn't excite me. <laughs> specifically as an EV. That yeah, specifically as an EV. Okay. Exactly. No, I mean, beautiful car. Audi. I've driven the Audi uh, e-tron right, yeah. uh, um, Sportback and a yeah. uh, beautiful car. Yeah. Absolutely right for that demographic. But it's not going to change the landscape. Yeah. 
It's yeah. going to change the landscape in that slice. That's 100%, it. 100%, yeah. Next car on the list is the Bike B80. So this is supposed to be like a, almost like a, like a G, like a G wagon. Um, or rather, let me, let me say it's been, it's, it's referenced to G wagon. Um, I think it looks nice. I think it, you know, uh, um, I mean, look, look at, look at Land Rover Discovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the square boxy shapes that yeah, are coming back. It sells well. Uh, they sell well. Um, you know, and when we get to this, through this list, if we've got some time, uh, um, I'll give you my, my my recent learning on why the um, Tesla uh, Cybertruck yes. is shaped the way it is, and is this kind better. of no, not better. Is this because we're going back to that rugged okay. kind of square shapey, yeah. you know, boxy boxy look? Oh, they, did they see the Cybertruck and like, oh, let's try and do something similar. Next one, probably the car I'm most or most excited about is definitely the BMW M2. So this is coming in the second quarter of next year. Oh. Not to say it's so pretty. BMW, please. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a dealer to bring a BMW M2 to the studio just for Wendy to drive. Just, just for me to sleep. I'll sleep in the studio. I'll sleep in it. Just uh. I'm super excited for this one. And then I know one, one, one of our producers, Reno, he's super excited about this car, which is the Ferrari Pro Sang. So this Ferrari's first SUV. Um, they don't want to call it an SUV, but it's an SUV. Um, is this kind of like late to the party based on uh, um, Lamborghini, Lamborghini? I think it's a response to it. I, I wouldn't, mm. you know. But oh, response, late to the party, yeah, same thing. Yeah, 100%. But I mean, it's a V12. It's a pure Ferrari. Um, this thing here is going to sell a card cake. So I wouldn't be surprised if they already sold out. Because it's stunning. It's probably the, the best looking. It looks beautiful, SUV. but it looks like a concept drawing. No, this is actually it. This is this is really. This is actually the vehicle. Okay. Yeah, super stunning. Four more Ford Raptor. So there's a new Raptor that's come out, um, and that's going to be all over the streets now. I'm really excited. Yeah, about this, th- this 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 Ford looks like it's gonna it's gonna turn some heads and make some sales. I reckon. I reckon Ford's um, Ford's done a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I actually saw one at Festival of Motoring last year, and man. Yeah. No, it just looks rugged, and it's going going to that square boxy Buddhist <laughs> yeah. shape. Next we have the C63, which is finally moving away. Well, not finally, sadly moving away from um, V8. So this is not a V8 anymore. The C63, I think it's a V6. Um, plug-in uh, hybrid. Plug-in hybrid. Yeah. No, it's a four. It's a four-cylinder. I'm lying. No, that's a smart car. Um, so you know, this is you know people people have heard it already, and they're saying that it's it still screams. Um, it's not the same sort of rumble. Um, but it's faster, so we'll see how that that does in South Africa. Then two more cars: C40 Recharge, another electric vehicle. This one here. Again, now this one is kind of starting to get towards that yes. category. Yes. Um, you know, the, the Volvo Volvo's doing the right thing. Yeah, I think this is going to do great numbers. I mean, the XC40, the P6, and the P8. I think they both of them sold out as soon as they came out. So it's because it's in that kind of like, you know, it's 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 not quite. I mean, it's not in the five hundred thousand rand range, yeah. but or, or or territory, but it's still heading in that downward direction. Yeah, for sure. And the last one on the list is the Amarok, which you know a lot of people have a lot to say about it, but I think it's also going to do well. Um, in South Africa, it's a bucky, so yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think Ford got it right. Uh, Ford's a bit more rugged than this. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, Amarok's always been popular. Hundred percent, but you know our journalists will be reviewing a lot of these cars as soon as they come in, so keep keep an eye out and get, you'll get all of that. Before we leave, George, we did, we did some predictions last year. Oh wait, no, you want to talk about the Tesla Cybertruck? Cybertruck, yes. Yeah. So, 
Why is the Cybertruck shaped the way it is? Um, so, okay, let me tell you my first initial response to looking at it, and then maybe you can, you know, and I thought from an aerodynamics point of view, it does have some of the shape that could be aerodynamic. However, I think it's still very boxy, and that's not, you know, the, the best shape if, you, wow. if you're going to be electric and kind of cut the air. So there's something I found out that is, like, I thought I knew a lot about uh, about vehicles and, you know, their, their, their internal workings. But when I found this out, I was like, the penny dropped. Because it's such a simple concept. Yeah. Um, what's the Cybertruck made of? I'm assuming aluminium, maybe? No, it's made of stainless steel. Okay, full okay. steel. Stainless oh, steel. Entire, entire frame. Yes, stainless okay. steel. Okay, that's why that uh, designer could hit it with a sledgehammer and it didn't uh, didn't break. He hit a normal car with a sledgehammer, you're going to put a big dent in it. Now, the Cybertruck, there it is. What I didn't know was that most or all buckies, 4x4s, double cabs, um, uh, truck-type vehicles, yeah. you know, the, the, yeah. the double cab, single cab, the rigidity of the vehicle is not the body. Okay, the rigidity of the vehicle and the vehicle itself is actually just an engine mounted to a chassis, a chassis yeah, yeah. that the body is bolted onto. The body give, doesn't give the vehicle rigidity. Strength. Yeah, doesn't give it its strength. Right? We've seen it in crash tests. They don't do great Very in well. crash tests. Yeah. Okay. Whereas with the car, mm. the body is part of the car. Mm. It gives it rigidity. Mm. Okay, it gives it its uh, its stability. And that's why it's it is not like bit. a frame just put on, on it's four wheels. It's not a frame put on yeah. four wheels. Okay. So what they did with the Cybertruck was they wanted to use the car's concept, mm -hmm. but have it be a truck. So it's not a frame that's on, on four wheels. No. So the, the, and the way they did that was they decided to make the entire thing out of stainless steel, one of the hardest metals. Yeah. Okay. Now the thing about stainless steel is you can't bend it. So in an accident, in where, round where, where crumble zones are really important, <clears throat> is that not a problem? It could be. I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen the crash test figures yet. But I'm talking about the, the truck type yeah. vehicle, right? Now, the thing with stainless steel is you can't bend those panels. You can't curve them. Yeah. yeah. You can only bend them in lines. Okay. So that's why they're lines on the truck. I see. Okay, because you can't bend the stainless can't steel. steel yeah. And the only way to have made the truck not chassis with body on was to make it using a very strong steel. Okay, and because it's an electric truck, yeah. it can handle the weight. Okay. And the weight gives it the, uh, some of the stability as well. Why not just go with like panels, like steel panels and then have, I don't know, like an aluminum actual frame? You won't get the load-bearing abilities. Mm. So, uh, so they wanted it to be a truck. They wanted it to be strong. So strong, be able to carry weight. Now, you look at Bucky's today. Yeah. The you know the buckies that were on the screen or any of them before that you know Toyota yeah. Hilux. How many times have you seen uh, chucking things in the back? How it damages the load bay? Yeah, I mean my my my, my parents have an, an Amarok currently, um, and yeah, I mean it's it's, it's not just it's, Amarok. I mean it's all of them. Yeah, right. It damages damages the damages the the the, the load area, yeah. right? Because it's it's soft steel. Yeah, you can get that refurbished. Well, you have to. You can get it refurbished now. What 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 manufacturers are trying to do is uh, they're trying to put Teflon and a whole yeah, bunch I've of other that. coatings and yeah. and stuff in the load bay, but it doesn't really last. Mm. Cybertruck is stainless steel. 
you can chuck things in the back there and it's not going to damage it as much as steel. I would be interested to find out if that was the actual intention or if that was like a gimmick. I don't think it's a gimmick. I think it's the real. So so if you if you think about their design philosophy is yeah. they're trying to make the vehicle a single component. Mm. Rather than almost like the uh, the Apple makes a, uh, a MacBook Pro and a MacBook Air out of one piece of aluminium. Yeah, makes sense. So um, so anyway, I, that was let's a bit of a side, bit of a side show. If that's something that other manufacturers are going to kind of follow, yeah. Well, I mean, it's already in every shocked. every single car is built this way. Yeah, they've just turned the truck into the same into the same concept, which I think is ingenious, and that's why that shape is the way it is. Yeah, it it wasn't designed from shape to vehicle it was let's use the best metals single hull mm. rigidity strength chucking things in the back how do we get that right and what shapes do we need and you can see every single shape there is triangular which is the strongest shape in the world 100 percent. before we leave we did some predictions and i think we only have time for like two one or two but one of the things that you kind of spotlighted last year was buyers are going to be spending less time in physical dealerships and moving more online. Do you, do you think that's something that actually happened? Do you see that happening more? I don't think dealerships are going to go away. Yeah. Um, especially with used cars. Maybe new mm-hmm. will move in that direction faster or, or more than, than used. But the thing about a used car is it's not a commodity. Every single used car in the market is a unique item on its own. One VW GTI is not the same as another uh, used VW GTI. Different mileage, slightly different specs, different color maybe, different interior. It's, it's not like going to take a lot, right? And, and exactly. Ordering the same thing. So, so in that world, um, I don't think dealerships uh, will go anywhere, especially in the used car environment. Maybe to a certain degree the new. I mean, we, we've already seen that uh, the number of dealership visits mm. um, per consumer – um, came down to about 1.6 at one stage. Yeah. I would imagine it's it, it it'll hover between one and two forever. Yeah. Okay. And is there any new predictions that you want to throw in there? Want to think about it first? Mm. Uh, I, I, at the moment, what yeah. I'm what I'm what I'm seeing is is uh, uh, used car prices have risen. Yeah. Um, we are seeing that dealerships are uh, moving cars slower through the system they're being more cautious when they're buying so uh, what we were predicting last year if you want to sell your used car sell it now now's the time to sell it I think if you don't do it in January you're going to be too late 100% and that's pretty much all the time we have for thank you so much George again we'll see you next week and yeah let's see what happens (laughs) 